Welcome to Educate to Self-Regulate, a podcast for educational leaders, teachers, and students, where in less than 20 minutes, we unpack educational research to support you and your students to become better learners. Hello, Shyam, and hello, listeners. Welcome to the Educate to Self-Regulate podcast. It is a bit of a strange episode or a different episode for the, the final episode of the season. Shy, how are you doing? Mate, I'm super excited. We... Not only are we celebrating a thousand downloads in this final episode, uh, we're celebrating. This is episode eleven. Uh, we're wrap, wrapping up our first season. It's been an epic year. I don't. Know, I'm excited. It's the the end of our first year of the episode. I know. I know. And this is our know, Christmas party. <laughs> this is it right now. Who would have thought? Like you know, we've said it multiple times, but when we first had conversations about a potential collaboration. I did not think at the start of this year that we would have a podcast that would have 11 episodes. So yeah. congratulations, buddy. And to you too. And to you too. It's been, a, it's been a really enjoyable journey from where we started. You know, like I remember us having conversations about uh, how do you get a podcast on Spotify or, uh, or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. And we were thinking that you could just upload it yourself which we found out was not actually the case i I, sometimes i think if only the listeners could see our shamble notes of how to get a podcast off the ground i'm going to go beyond the fourth wall and tell the the listeners what our notes that our shared document is actually called it's called rory and shy unnamed podcast notes and it's still (laughs) called that but we're iterating our way to awesome rory and this is we've done a good job (laughs) <laughs> on reflection and i think that's what the pot that this episode is going to be a little bit of a reflection on the year so that the listeners get to hear a bit about the journey and what we've enjoyed about it and also what we're intending to do in 2023 and beyond hopefully and i have to admit i, w- I was thinking about the process of recording a podcast and i know matt green a friend of ours from the art of teaching podcast if you guys don't listen to that you should definitely get on board with matt's podcast but you know matt was a big in encourager mm-hmm. of us starting a podcast and originally I probably didn't fully grasp the benefits of a podcast and now having recorded you know for any educator every educator who's listening right now think about it and consider it because it's a, a pretty cool quest but the benefits have particularly when you're collaborating with someone like you Rory we get to hang out we get to talk talk shop and talk self-regulated learning every time we record one of these episodes and that's really cool but it's also really cool to to know that the potential ripple effect of our conversation can have multiple benefits for our listeners, but also for their learners within their own circles of influence. And I think that's really exciting. So those are some of the pros that I was reflecting on, which I think is pretty cool. Just like to echo exactly what you said. And we've had conversations with people who are parents and are talking about things that they've learned on the podcast with their kids uh, or trying to build some of those practices or even have an awareness of like beliefs and how maybe how they act as parents can influence their children's beliefs. And it's all these things that you never really considered at the start of the podcast that were actually going to be impacts. That's the really cool thing to hear about, I think. And we have our kind of catchphrases for leaders, teachers and students, but we know it's so much more than even just those groups because people who are listening are sharing that, you know, they might be parents and they're seeing benefit or they're just even just as, as adult learners finding benefit in the conversation. So that's been, 
that's been really nice to hear those side benefits that are happening. Yeah. And I know Rory, we were just crunching numbers on not only the number of downloads, which is really exciting, but reach and we're going global. (laughs) We are. We are. We've got listeners in Europe, listeners in the United States. We have, well, we definitely got a few in Ireland because I know my mum and dad listen. Shout out to them if they're onto this episode. And both Shai and I know are really appreciative of the people who tune in and the potential discussions or ways that they're using the learn from the episodes afterwards because we're just here to try and have a positive impact in any way we can. Shai, if I was to ask you to share with me three feelings that you have associated with the podcast in the year gone by or the year that's going to be coming up what sort of three things might you say because I've got three words that I've jotted down on my notepad I was wondering if you had any well do you want to go first why don't you go first you got a bit of time to think as well <laughs> so I feel like pride is one I'm incredibly proud of what we were able to achieve and uh, surprise in a way because of surprise in how challenging some things have been and how how well we've done in other areas and then also excitement for what's to come because I feel like year one was a test run in many ways for a lot of things and I feel like in certain episodes we've really found our voice and that's the thing that I'm excited about moving forward is to get like to get into our flow a lot more and it takes multiple multiple efforts in anything to get good at it and essentially we've only really had 11 tries at a podcast which is not very many in order to build a level of expertise yeah i think i think your words your three words are great i share some of those sentiments but to add i would almost say i think at times it has been (laughs) at times it has been frustrating not for our conversations but probably from a tech perspective (laughs) yeah and you know this is just me full transparency really that sometimes you know it it, it's actually reasonably straightforward to get a podcast out there from a tech perspective but i've had issues with my microphone where you know we've recorded podcasts and and then during the upload process that hasn't you know that's warped the audio in some way shape and form so that's there's been moments of frustration but i think and you know we could even frame them as as moments of challenge and i think it's those moments that have allowed us to continuously reflect and refine and learn, perhaps as a second feeling. Yeah. I think it's really easy to, and you've been in a profession, we've both been in our profession for a number of years, to uh, to fall into the trap of just being complacent with what you know. And, and I think the podcast has been a really good opportunity for us to stretch our thinking both in a technical way and learn a new system at podcast recording and uploading and all that jazz, but also learning a mode of communication about ideas. So essentially a mode of teaching that has put us outside of our comfort zone of, of a typical classroom environment. And so um, perhaps learning is, is a second sentiment. So in terms of a favorite episode, Shai, do you have one? I'm maybe asking you if you haven't prepared for this question to come up with one off the top of your head which might be difficult i have a couple for different reasons i have one actually i was thinking about it because i know we'd spoken about some of these kind of prompts last week and the reframing failure the key to student success i think it was episode nine and definitely listeners if you haven't listened to that one i reckon check it out what i liked about it was i think in that particular episode 
we as two co-hosts were just vibing <laughs> like it just it just flowed and i think one of the reasons and i know we're working on this in the background which is guys for 2023 and the next season definitely expect more sort of um that free flow conversation when I think Rory and I work really well together in our conversation. And I think that comes down to the fact that we grounded that episode in some of the real world problems that we were seeing in the space of, of educators interpretations of failure. And I think because we were using that context, it just allowed the conversation to flow much easier. And we've spoken about that. We entered in from a context rather than from a theory. And I think that's been a big learning for us this this season. Do you know, you actually did something and I have that episode noted as well for the same reason that you said, but there was something you did at the start of that episode, which I felt teed up that conversation. You started that particular podcast by discussing an interaction that you had at a conference with regards to using the word failure and how comfortable somebody felt with that word in the education space. And then you asked me the question about how I defined failure and how I felt about it. And that wasn't something that we had prepared. That was just something that you did off the cuff. And then that led us down a bit of a rabbit hole and we sort of deviated from the plan that we originally had, but that made it a lot more free flowing. And it's interesting that we both had that episode as one that we earmarked as one of our favorites. I also have another good one that people should listen to if they haven't yet. And I think it was episode six, potentially. And that was the belief mining episode. Ah, yeah. And I, I really liked that one because, again, we had that sort of free flowing back and forth. And I think that was the first one of the season where we really sort of hit our stride. And when I listened back to it, I was like, that sounded natural. And it sounded, we, we got across our message but we did it in a way that wasn't too sort of teachy or lectury style, which we're definitely trying to avoid. And it was also really useful for me because I felt like I got a lot of learning out of that because while I had studied motivational beliefs in my master's, I had never heard the term belief mining before. And that phrase really, it encouraged me to think a, a lot in a much deeper way about eliciting beliefs from students and whether or not beliefs are one of the key things that influence student behavior and therefore their academic achievement. And if that is the case, and I think that that might be one of the most important things, why are we not spending a lot more time training teachers in that knowledge and training them in strategies to shift those beliefs like really practical hands-on strategies because I do believe it from my own personal views. And if there's something that I don't truly believe I can be successful in, I shy away from it. And I, you know, that's can lead to all sorts of challenges and not taking on taking risks or not going for things that you don't think that you're good enough to do. You and I have had these kinds of conversations off air but it's probably the same for a person in a classroom on a day-to-day in an R-to-R basis. Yeah, I agree. And uh, first of all, can I just say, I'm so happy to hear that you picked that episode because uh, I know we've spoken about me wanting to write a book and belief mining is currently at the top of that list to, to try and 
share that concept in a in a deeper way. So I'm stoked to hear that you like that, Rory. Stay um, tuned as well for that, listeners. <laughs> but I was going to say, actually, Robin Sharma, who's a leadership coach, a Canadian leadership coach who I I follow. If you, I've got a few of his books, The 5am Club. Oh, yeah, The 5am Club. Yeah. Here's a nice phrase, awareness precedes choice, choice precedes results. I'm not sure if I've shared that on the podcast. No, I don't think so. And I think that's the case when it comes to like belief mining or even just self-regulated learning is that you do want to be aware of the belief. You want to have a set of tools that you can choose from to change the belief in order to then get a different result, right? Awareness, choice, result. And it's such a super, like super simple kind of framework to think about how important that is. Like if we want to get a different result, it starts with awareness and then we have to have strategies so that we can choose something that's going to change or regulate that so that we can get a different result. Yeah. Now, bringing this back to self-regulated learning theory, is that awareness of the belief, is that in its sense an example of metacognitive thinking? Is that you are aware of a belief that you have that may in fact be inhibiting you? And if you're aware of that belief, you can identify when it kind of comes to the surface and then you can do something. You can you can have strategies to negate that belief or work around it. Yes, yes, 100%. And that's metacognition, which is something we will get into in, into next season, is the core component of self-regulated learning that allows for both awareness and choice of strategy and regulation, right? So without it, we can't self-regulate. So yeah, you're on the money there, Rory. All right. No, I'm conscious of time. I feel like you're the person <laughs> who usually says this. I'm confident, conscious of time this time around. So maybe this would be a good opportunity to slip straight into On The Reg. Cool. Yeah. So as you know, Rory, you know, we're just on the reg from a very broad perspective. And yep. this is something I've wanted to do for many years. I've done versions of it, but this is the first time I've, I feel like I'm starting to bring it about in the way that I've envisaged it, is that I'm currently away from my family. I'm in a bungalow on the east coast of Australia, Coldale, New South Wales. I'm looking out at the ocean right now. And I'm here for three nights, just me more or less locked in a bungalow, not, you know, uh, <laughs> I can leave if I choose to, but I'm just using this as a frame to reflect on 2022 and to really think about what I want to achieve in 2023. But even beyond that, I'm really starting to think about where I want to take my life and my work, et cetera. And I just think it's so important to step back from the daily grind and the routine to create space and we know with that sort of space creativity and ideas it works wonders for generating new ideas and so to step back and to take that time it really is a goal setting strategy yeah. and i think it's a goal setting strategy at perhaps uh you know if, if you're a leader or a teacher or just a learner who wants to kind of up level the way you you interact with or engage with life, if you want to take that to a whole new level, then I think this is a bit of an A-level strategy and very few people I know do it, is take a couple of days out for themselves at minimum once a year. I would like to do it multiple times a year where you just step away from everything and go, am I on track and where do I want to take the work that I'm doing, the life that I'm living, et cetera. Your intentionality in the way that you live life never ceases to amaze me and it inspires me at the same time, which is why I love doing this podcast. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. And I, you know, I, I don't know if we've mentioned biophilic design before, but the importance of surrounding yourself with nature. And I chose this place 
because I'm literally like all the windows look out on not only to the ocean, but there's just green trees and um, just nature surrounding me. And I know the Japanese call it forest bathing. I just feel like that is only influencing my thinking in a very positive way. So you're really, you're really selling the location. You might have to put the Airbnb <laughs> link in the show notes. <laughs> it's going to be my new secret location. Am <laughs> I on the reg? Um, I'm currently, pre- I have mentioned this before, actually in previous on the regs, but I'm currently prepping for a half marathon, but it's, it's this Sunday and I have a time in mind. I've got a performance goal that I've been aiming to hit for quite a while now. And as a result, I've been following a training program in order to try to get there. But now I'm getting really close to the race. I'm planning my times and like my average pace for certain kilometers in the race in order to be able to get the time that I want at the end. I'm also planning things like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat the night before? What am I going to eat in the morning? How much sleep am I going to get? Where am I going to park? What time am I going to get up? There's all these different variables that are all in the planning phase, if you will, of a self-regulated learning cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited and interested to think about all of these in achieving the goal that I want, the performance goal. And it just made me wonder, how can we motivate? How can we generate interest in getting students to see their mark, if that is what they're interested in, or their success in a piece of coursework, and have them think about all of the different elements that can be planned for that can go towards achieving that success because they might just see it as oh well what i do in this class for this hour per day but in reality they're just like me preparing to do the marathon or the half marathon there's multiple different elements of their life that can be monitored and evaluated and uh, improved in order to help them achieve that learning success I feel like that's the the ultimate goal of our quest in the, the podcast, right? It's our vision for the podcast is that at some point it's going to have that impact on our young people that they will be able to recognize. And as, a, as a teaching strategy, what I sometimes do do, and I find myself just doing it naturally, not through learning where to do it anywhere, is... If someone's not doing those things, say in the classroom, but I know they do them somewhere else, like at gymnastics practice, then I try to get them to draw comparisons around how they plan and how they think about this thing that they ultimately have a really high interest or that they have high value in and try to help them see how the same things could potentially be done in a classroom as a way to kind of motivate them or just have them think differently about their approach which I find like they've has had some benefits. And that transfer is so important. And we know students typically don't make that transfer. So teachers taking responsibility to prompt that transfer is going to be really important. Now, Rory, that brings us to the end of our final episode for 2022. Just a final shout out to our listeners. You guys have been amazing. You're the reason that we've recorded 11 and that we'll continue to do so. We wish you a safe and, you know, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, but a safe and rest and resting and what am I saying? (laughs) We rest and rejuvenation period. (laughs) Thank you for those who, who don't get summer holidays and a six-week break, maybe those yeah. who only get a week or two. Still, I hope you enjoy the time with family and, and the time off. I'll say it, Shai. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you in 2023. <laughs>
If you are a new listener to the podcast, make sure you share it with friends, save it or subscribe. And if you have any questions, and we really want to hear from our listeners, if you have any questions or comments, send us a DM through either of our social media channels, which is Twitter and Instagram, at ed 2 As always, to you and everyone else out there, keep regulating.